<clears throat> yo, 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 GM, welcome to another day, another wonky stonk space. Um, it is January 23rd, 2023. Hey, you know, like, is it day 69? Is it not? They all blur together at this point. Um, hey, quick shout out real quick. Hondo has been busy getting all of our recorded spaces uploaded to, um, you know, basically everything that Twitter has archived over the past, like, you know, I think they started saving them in June. So all of the wonky weekly spaces that we've done since that point, he has been working on uploading to both YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere that you can get your content, he is uploading it there. So really easy way to be able to track that back and go through some of that stuff. If you want to join as a speaker, feel free to hit that request button. I will bring you guys up here here in a bit. Um, I mean, heck, what am I saying? I'll bring you guys up as you guys come. I mean, one way or the other, y'all know that I can talk to an empty void in an empty room either way. Um, Rooster, welcome up. How is it going today, my man? Uh, what up, what up? Um, just multitasking. I uh, got Vlad, Magna, and Wick um, streaming uh, some trading on Twitch right now. So multitasking oh, that shoot. with the spaces. Are you uh, are you in any of these trades? What are they going for? Like, is this more of an NFT trading, or is this more of a price action? Like, looking at Bitcoin, ETH, alts. Like, yeah, looking at what... Bitcoin, ETH, alts. Um, I'm currently no, I I have not been in the trading aspect for quite a few months now. Um, trading like alts and stuff. Um, they're currently they're doing some requests that are in the in the comments to look at. Bro, that's awesome. Love hearing people in the community, you know, do that type of stuff. A lot of talented people in the Stonks community. Um, bro, it's been a lot of fun recently just looking at a lot of the price action, looking at everything going on, you know, not just in the NFT marketplace, but obviously, you know, looking at the underlying assets, Bitcoin, ETH, et cetera. Dude, I feel it in my bones. We are, you know, I think that it happens this week. I think the Giga chad god candle to like the 28 to 32k range that happens in the matter of hours like i think that that squeeze happens this week um you know next week is my more bearish scenario and i dude it sounds insane but this is everything like everything right now that i've been looking for every single thing as far as the setup that i've been looking for since this summer you know, like I can go through and share a bunch of the tweets, the threads, the everything else. You can look and see how it lines up to exactly the T of what I've been looking for since this summer. It's here right now. Like this is the inflection point that we've been waiting for. And it's crazy how it lines up with equities at a major inflection point as well right now. You know, broke above 4K today. Also broke out of a major high time frame uh, broadening descending wedge, which is an extremely bullish breakout pattern as well. So you've got that combo, major inflection points across the board. I think Bitcoin squeezes harder than anything else going into this. Um, you know, obviously the alts are going to follow along with it. And I think altcoins with pictures outpace, but I'm, I'm pumped, man. Um, so tell me they're not shorting though, Rooster. No, uh, <laughs> I, th I think they did. Uh, when I hopped in, they were talking about like a quick like soul short. But, you know, you can you can hit the soul shorts at any part in the market. Uh <laughs> yeah man i mean yeah 
mostly longs um discuss aptos a little bit because i think just since the beginning of this year it's done like 300 something percent so are they actually executing any trades live like can you see what their positions that type of stuff are right now or are they not right on now the down i think they're um i don't think it's that part of the stream i think it's just that checking out charts um and you know possible next moves and targets and stuff well, love to hear it, man. Um, you know, speaking of next move targets, that type of stuff, you know, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to the stonks today. Obviously, you know, it's the wonky stonks are inevitable space. I'm looking at it right now. Um, you know, we had a couple sweeps this morning. Bog, Bogfather, absolute Chad, who is, I don't know if anybody in the NFT marketplace has a higher ROI than him. Um this month he has been absolutely killing it a lot of that uh, alpha coming from the apasho chat um but, you know looking at it bro we are only 46 stonks to 0.4 and 78 stonks away from the all-time high um so dude that that floor just the space there keeps getting thinner and thinner each and every day that we're in here and that we're grinding this out, that we're showing up, man, people are noticing. And, um, I mean, I also, you know, like I picked up, uh, I think six stocks today myself. I mean, heck I I'm ready to pick up a lot more as long as market keeps looking bullish, man. I'm, I, I will help send the stocks there myself if I have to, um, you know, here, who knows, maybe later this week, we'll see. But dude, I, I believe in it that much, right? Like, you know, I, I've said this before in the spaces. If you don't know, I, I've got over 200 stonks. I mean, heck, I've probably bought over 300. You know, the the uh, the rest of them that I don't have anymore. I never sold any stonks. I've just given them away to be able to help grow the community and give back to the community um, over the course of the past year. Um, and I believe in it that much, man, that like even here, you know, I, I really do believe that anywhere underneath that all time high, it's just like a no brainer. So as soon as I get my hands on a little bit more liquidity, you know, like a little bit more ETH, dude, I like I know I, I, I believe in the stocks more than anything else here. So and speaking about Kaleo and bog season, um, you know, since this month, Stonks have 3x and everything else is 10x. So uh, just look for look for that extra movement. Stonks are about to follow for sure. Well, you said stonks have 3x and everything else is 10x, bro. I mean, over the course of the past month, stonks have let's see, we're at like you know 0. 0.33 or something on OpenSea. So you know, you you look at that from a 0.06. That's a that's that's more than a 6x. And then I thought we were, weren't we at like. Weren't we at like point uh, point one at the beginning of the month? That's what I was just okay at the beginning was, uh, of the month. Yeah, since, at since the, beginning the beginning of the, of the month, month. Yeah, you know, because the squeeze officially started at the end of December. But if you're looking at a one month time frame, I think December twenty third, we were still right around point oh six, right before Christmas Day. So, yeah, man. I mean, like within the last month, crazy price action, but it's been you know really organic, really sustainable. We've got a lot of, you know, new members to the community as well as, like, current members that are stacking. Like, you know, one of the things that I think is really cool and encouraging, too, you can look at the distribution, right? And we're still at a 49% distribution. I mean, that's down slightly from 50. But that's what happens when you're in an accumulation range, right? When you're in an accumulation range, 
usually it goes from people that don't have conviction in that range to people that do, right? So you end up having people that are in the community that end up stacking and you have a few people that, you know, maybe they've got a one-off stonk that they end up selling off, like, and, you know, it goes back into the hands of the people that believe. And from that range, you know, where I think you get more distribution are on those price expansion legs. So, you know, as some of the people that have been stacking here, you know, like, it's reasonable. People are going to list a few, take a little bit of profit on the way. And during that process, what it does is it opens up the door for growing the community just a bit more with that, right? Um, Richard Hawk, welcome up to the stage. How are you doing today? Great. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to say hi once in a while. It's 10 p.m. here over in Europe. I just helped my little one fall asleep. And now I'm sitting in front of my laptop computer, checking prices, buying Ponzi's. <laughs> yeah, I'm really impressed with what you've been doing the last few weeks, Khalil. I, I'm getting tired of listening to Spaces. And you're just going through every day, once or even twice. <laughs> Bro, you're getting tired of listening to me? What the no, heck? No, 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 not that all. Dude, I mean, tell me how you really your voice, feel. Kaleo. I love it, but all the concentration it takes me, all the community it's taking up in my heart, that just makes me tired and takes a lot of energy. But I love being here. I love re-listening to spaces I missed, and I'm staying up longer in the night to listen, and I'm here, and go on. And there was something I wanted to ask you, because I wanted to hear more from you. Um, tell me a little bit about that. I think, I think you started, like many do, um, trading on the side. Um, and when was that moment... How was that moment where you realized, I'm really good at this? I'm not just good in certain, cer how do you say, um, when the you know, circumstances are I'm going to cut you off and just tell you, I think the answer yeah. to that is never. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, but for real. No, 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 for real. Here's the deal. I think what I've learned over the course of the years is that I am really good in certain, you know, certain market conditions. Like, I don't okay. know anybody that plays a better trending market than i do um you know but as far as the chop i like I, I don't play the accumulation as well so that's why the past six months if you've been in my spaces and i've talked about well you know i'm not really actively trading it's because the market wasn't trending it's not where i feel strong there are a lot of people that i follow that you know like heck trader sz trader main like you know to name a couple that i really respect as far as that level to level range type of stuff um but yeah man you know as far as my strength i, I think that it's just trending you know, like i do well on a trending market you know whether that's trending up or trending down one way or the other um you know i i, I play well into momentum and i'm not sure when exactly i realized that but i think that it just kind of happened over time oh, that's interesting to hear so you have that certain conditions that you say i work best in those yeah, and I think that's something that's important to learn for people out there too, right? Like, not every single market is a market that you should be trading. Um, you know, not all conditions are equal. Know your strengths, know your weaknesses, because, heck, there are a lot of people that are the exact opposite than me. 
they're great, you know, level to level within a range, but like they might not do quite as well trending. That's just not how their mind is geared. Um, so I think that it's important to know when to be able to sit on the sideline and, you know, when to put your foot on the gas. Yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to learn trading since a year and I'm still really bad. I think I should counter trade myself. That would actually work. And the only thing that has worked so far was um, high conviction altcoins with pictures plays, itchy wonky stonks. Um, yeah, that is really helping. <laughs> well, you, know, you know, here's the deal with that, Richard. From the sounds of it, like, you know, the wonky stonks for you, I think, is primarily more of an investment than it is a trade just based on the time frame that you've held the majority of your stonks right like you know unless you've got some hidden wallet where on the daily you're sitting there taking the wheat offers putting it back on the floor doing whatever but i don't even really consider that a trade as much as i consider you know somebody who does that like you know it's almost like an arbitrage type i i mean arbitrage probably isn't the best word either but you know like there's yeah, like that, that's more of a um, system than it is, I, I think, really trading. But yeah, man, you know, I think that like that's something that a lot of people should take note of is not everybody should trade either, right? Like the average person is going to be more profitable just holding and stacking high conviction plays, um, longer term bags and being patient. It's not the thing that everybody wants to hear, but, you know, it's, I think, the truth. It's it's something real. Uh, Bogfather, let me check. What are you at on followers right now? Oh, shoot, you're nearly to 8K. Yeah, Let's go. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Let's go. I, I was I was laughing so hard because I'm like, why why the hell is my, my watch, like, bugging out before I'm, like, working? And then I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. Is it the Pudgy Penguin sales bot? Like, I, I, I don't know what it was. But, um, yeah, thanks for that tweet. It's just, like – you know, blew up my account. I got like a thousand followers. Um, it's been a crazy week, man. Like, I feel like, you know, that's, I, I, I don't know. I, I, that's why I feel like today is just like, I've, I've kind of like reached the point where I'm just rotating back into stocks because things are too frothy right now. I'm making too, I'm, I'm, I'm making too much. So I gotta, I gotta like go into the, it's, I think it's, we're back to blue chip season. We're back to blue chip season. I think the, I think this Ponzi thing is the last, like degen play for a little bit. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Um, you know, they, but I don't know. It's been, it's been awesome, man. Like this is, it's been a, a, a freaking good week. Can't... Dude, what has been your biggest winner? Is it like, is it Ponzi? Is it Chibi? Yeah. Like... So I made about like 10 ETH on the feet picks. I parlayed that. I, I mean, I just like blindly bought like 10% of the Chibi supply. Um, and that was like a, like a 30x um and then i bought like the ponzi's um i, I was at, i was getting a pedicure and like pp was like talking about these ponzi's it was a 0.01 and i bought like 50 of them there but i had like a 0.02 average like overall so that's like another 10x so i think i was only trading with like 20 eth on my dgen wallet i i turned it into 70 so it's like a 200 that, that's like a two and a half x three and a half x in a week off uh and it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's insane man well dude i mean heck i this morning 
you know, I think that I would like basically looking at transaction fees, everything else for, I mean, I, I, because basically a break even, I think total, actually a little bit of a loss, maybe on the feet picks. I finally just sold that shit because I agree with you. I think the rotation right now is back in equality. And dude, the feet picks pissed me off because like their dev literally just kept dumping, you know, the Weath offers and they had a wallet of 800 feet picks, right? So like how, you know, I, I actually think whenever they started doing that is immediately whenever they started to retrace. Like when you start dumping on your community and I know that their meme was to send to zero, it, it finally just fed me up so much. I was like, F it. I don't want to look at this shit in my wallet anymore. I'm dumping it. And like, I just bought, you know, six stonks with whatever I sold the, uh, the feet picks for, because like I said, I, you know, the entire time I was going to rotate whatever I got from that in the stonks. And I agree with you. The stonks right now are on the edge. I think that, you know, heck, even looking at things like the pudgies, the rogs, you know, the seals plague, a bunch of those are bouncing right now. Um, that had pretty heavy sell-offs after they hit their highs. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, I mean, heck, even looking at the pandas, right? The pandas right now just flipped cool cats today. So pandas flipping cool cats, I think, is really, you know, dude, who who would have saw, seen that coming in January of 23? You know, it happened fast, too. They did like a 10x over the last month. They've been absolutely killing it. So, you know, the stocks right now, like, you know, it keeps getting thinner and thinner, and I'm it may sound whatever, you know, it's my own project, but I truly do feel underexposed because I want to have and make sure, especially as Bogfather keeps sweeping, I'm like, I got to make sure that I've got the biggest bag of this because I've got to be able to have that supply over the course of the next 10 years to be able to, you know, do things with for the community, be able to give back, do that type of stuff. So it's like, as long as it's underneath the all-time high, as long as it's underneath that 0.42 level, like I'm buying one way or the other. Like I, that is my stack. You have range. until Sunday um, because when this Ponzi coin comes out, I think it's really going to be like bonk because um, Messi swept like a hundred. No, he swept 200 last night. He just found out about him. I think the CT guys, they're all like, it's going to be fun. You're going to claim the token and it's like a, it's kind of funny what they did. They have the ninety nine percent tax on the token, but they're going to be sweeping, like the are they going to be using the token? But like I, I, whatever the Ponzinomics are, like the guys in Abasho, like kind of like I, I just went along with it. I'm like, okay, this is going to be fun. Um, it's the perfect market conditions. I think this is like the home run. I have like hundred forty of those, so I think they're actually almost in parity with the stocks. Uh, imagine if that four X's or five X's by Sunday, I can probably buy like 200, 300 stocks and I'm probably going to, I'm going to do it. I, I literally will do it. I'm not fucking around. So, um, I'm parlaying all my D gen gains into Kaleo and then that's going to 10 X and it's going to be the ultimate trade. Like I'm gonna, like flipping 20 ETH into a thousand, you know, by the end of Q1 is the goal. Um, but yeah, that's that's the that's the play so you can front run me if you want but i will literally under an all-time high hell even up to 0.5 because i think these go to 5e like once like you know people don't are underestimating the stocks like people underestimating kaleo like not not the people in here but i just don't i don't think they they still they don't realize it yet you know And, and now that people are making money again you know they're gonna come back 
they're gonna like they're gonna see that the space has gotten better. It's not as cringy as it was. I think that's a big reason why CT people didn't get aboard, you know, in twenty one. You know, no more wag me stuff. I think a lot of, you know, solid projects are kinda, you know, etching their way in and and now you're gonna have, you know, people that are willing to dip their toes in. So um you can't have enough stocks right now, I guess. Yo, that's awesome. I mean, dude, here's the thing, though, too, thinking about it. Like, I think 5 ETH is a, you know, I obviously, you know, again, I might be biased. I think 5 is reasonable enough for this year. I mean, heck, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it run up even higher if the, you know, broader market conditions are right, right? Like, if NFTs as a whole really take off and, you know, the whole pudgy thesis of breaking above the 12K USD happens, and the entire market runs with it. And, you know, you start seeing things like the panda over pandas over 10 ETH, like big budgies over 20, you know, you start seeing shit like that play out. Then, you know, I don't think stocks, you know, having like, look at what squiggles did back in the day, man. Like whenever squiggles had that run, um, it, it didn't take them more than a few months to run from sub one ETH to like 40, <laughs> right? Like, so I, I'm not saying that that exact same type of run is going to happen with the stocks like with this, but I'm just saying when you look at the comparison for what can happen in the right market conditions, when people have put in the work and the community, everything like that is in place. I don't think that there are many other projects primed better in this range than the stocks are like, you know, it, it's again, it's biased, but like looking at the TA looking and knowing like the community the distribution, the history, everything else, dude, there's just not much that beats out. I mean, the art, like, it's incredibly unique. Everything about it is unique. But, like, where I really think the run is, Bogfather, I really, really, really think when stocks, like, completely take over is 2024-2025. Like, you know, 2023, I think we're going to have a nice fun run, right? Like, I think we will cement ourselves as something that people can't ignore, but 2024, 2025, like, dude, there's no way that, like, it, it is not, like, you know, I I literally want to hustle and will hustle until I make this, like, you know, people, when, whenever people think of generative art and they think of those type of projects, they think of art blocks right now. I want them to think of art blocks and ledge art, like, and walkie stumps, right? Like, that is the goal. And... You know, obviously it's up to whoever in here for whether you believe in that or not. But like, I fully believe in it. I believe in myself. I know the work that I can put in toward it. And like, I'm going to do it. Right. So one way or the other, like, it's never a straight path. But I mean, dude, if, if I wasn't committed to this, I would have walked away whenever everybody thought that it was dead underneath yeah, 20. Yeah. That's, that's the thesis, man. You should have walked. I mean, it was so dead. Like, not that you should have walked away, but like you had the opportunity. It was really like last year was bad for the whole market. And we like the community just kept growing. And that's that's like the, the thesis too. like Web3 community. It's not a meme. Like, look at all the successful projects. Like, what do they all have in common? You know, strong community. But shout out. Speaking of that, shout out PP. I owe you a steak dinner when I see you with all these calls. A basho. If you don't have an abasho, man, Jesus, I don't know what you're doing. You you're really you're I mean, you missed out on the most amazing week we've had in, in a, quite a while. So. Shout out to Basho. Hey, you notice I'm not even tweeting about these calls either because uh, I learned my lesson last time when I tweeted about 
uh, feed picks at point oh one. I got some flag for that. Uh, so I'm not tweeting out calls anymore. Um, I, I totally get the frustration because uh, feet picks do deserve zero. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, I'm I'm that exact same way right now. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, and hey, even at the point, I made sure with the feet picks, and I did not sell myself at this point. But I told everybody in these rooms, like you know, the point one sticks area. I was like, please, God, sell these, right? Like, they they do deserve zero. I was like, could they run up? Maybe, but like, please do it. But and finally, you know, even right now, they're they're above where you know they're above that area where I first started buying in and talking about them. But like, yep. dude, it's. It's just one of those things where you learn, like, there's something, social equity is a real thing, right? And yep. you've got a certain amount of social capital that you can spend on whatever initiatives and whatever you talk about. So you better make sure that whatever you're talking about is a high conviction play, because otherwise, like, you know, it just, it eats in, it burns into that capital. And yep. I don't, like, I don't necessarily think the feet picks killed anything with that capital, right? But like, I think that enough DGen plays that you're willing to take the risk on. You know, obviously, all it takes is one to really like play out and pay out and work out. But at the end of the day, if you continue to do that, and like, there are a lot of losers in that mix as well. You burn a lot of social capital. It's just not worth it. So like, just focus on where you know the quality is, and like, you know that's where you build social capital rather than spend it. And don't let Bach fool you. He, he owes me about eight steak dinner for the play this week. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you're doing pretty well for that yourself uh, with, with that <laughs> one trade, dude. <laughs> you're going to get like five or six penguins. You're probably going to get 10 by the end of the week, honestly. Yeah. What, what is this trade? PP? Um, give it, give I'm it a not show. even, I'm not even saying it. <laughs> I, it's got to be in the like, Abacho chat. Got to be in the Abacho chat. I, no, it's not even that. Like, I just, like, I refuse to talk about DJ and shit, man. Like, it's just one of those things, like, uh, you got to be careful with what you, you put your money into. I don't want people putting money into stuff that, like, it's always a dice roll for me, right? Uh, so, like, this is, <laughs> it's such a stupid return. And I'm, it may go to zero, but it's just one of those things where it's like zero of a holla for me. Uh, already got my initials out, so we'll see what happens. Love to hear it, man. I mean, dude, that's that's the thing I love hearing the most, though, is everybody coming in these spaces and fired up and like seeing everybody winning, right? Like, you know, if you've been on these spaces for the past, you know, twelve months, there's not a person on these spaces, you know, during on the stage that's losing right now with it, right? Like. Everybody that's up here has been killing it one way or the other. I mean, heck, Rooster, bro, Rooster, you've been everything that you've been plugged into, absolutely destroying it, man. I mean, your your two biggest conviction plays, Pandas and the Stonks, you know, ripping. Um, dude, and it's it's just a fun time, you know, a very much needed month after the last eight plus months, right? Like it is. Yeah. It was due. Hey, Bog, did you see that sweep? <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is honestly so silly. Like, what did I, I told you that was going to go, too, right? Like, I, I think I, oh, boy. Dude, this, I'm seriously probably going to end up with another, like, 100 stocks. I'm not even going to tell you. Like, you have until Sunday. 
put a countdown. You have until Sunday. PP is going to rotate his profits to the Penguins, so he'll be he'll be that'll be fine too. I should, you know, I already have thirty of the rarest Penguins you can you can possibly get. So, um, yeah, one thing I well, don't. You have... should buy one more Mythic. <laughs> one thing, one thing I this done for sale. One thing I don't have is like a good like rare pudgy, and um, I think with this play, I'm hoping to get like a good rare pudgies and a few more. So we'll we'll see. I how want a goes. gold skin, but like I'm not paying seventy five. That's, That's a point. That's a bit. It's a bit pricey, but I could buy it for seventy five ETH. How many stocks? I'm doing the math right now, but. We gotta. I gotta. I gotta outdo King Dejen. I want King Dejen to like one up me. We're gonna. We're just gonna keep. We're having. We're having a stonk off. Well, I mean, and then lumber. The but dude, lumber's always done it just quiet accumulation, right? Like his has never been. And I say that he has the sexy rare buys, right? Like, but other than that, he just slowly has accumulated this massive bag. And dude, I'm telling you, that's that's one of the other things that's really bullish. If you look at like all of the top stonk holders, you know, the the top stonk holders are all people that really freaking believe in the project, right? Like it's something where it's not like some quick flip type of play. It's people that really have been here for a while and that like, you know, I, I think they recognize the potential and believe in the vision, right? Like, you know, it's people that freaking love the art. And I know that it's people that love the art because I being serious, Hondo and I were even talking about it more this afternoon about how much we've learned about the project and about the art itself over the course of the past month, right? Like they're just little things that people notice every day. And dude, I think that's one of the things why, like when you look at how it can become a little bit more difficult to gain traction in something like things that are low IQ gain traction fast but they don't always stay very well. Um, you know, things that are high IQ and the stops are high IQ, man. Like they're a high IQ project. And you're looking through the different traits and the different, you know, what people value, what they don't like. It's not quite as simple, but I think that uniqueness and the fact that there are so many different things that people do value within the project is what really does add to its staying power and its historical significance. I agree. And I think uh, projects to look for in this space are the high IQ and the low IQ plays. The low IQs are often going to miss, uh, but the high IQs are what I would you know, predominantly roll those low IQ hits into. Uh, well, bro, so, it's pudgies, right? Like yeah. Pudgies, you know, high IQ play, but like, man, it, it takes time, right? Like, it didn't happen overnight. You know, maybe that initial pump whatever the initial success back in august but you know like forget about that look at everything else that it's been through past that initial leg like it took time building that base right and again any project with a super strong base that has a momentum breakout right now is what i'm really bullish on honestly dude pp though has like because he, he is like the king of the memes. Like he has an eye for memes. Like I, I don't know what it is, dude. Like you're like a meme savant, dog. Like you just see something, and I'm like, I, I. It's getting to the point where it's like whatever it is, I'm instantly aping into whatever dumb thing you put in that chat because it's so like, <laughs> I don't know where you find these things, man. <laughs> like it's, it's actually insane. 
it, that's, that means a lot coming from you, Bob, especially with me being the worst trader of all time. Hey, man, you just need to have the eye, man. It doesn't matter about trading. I mean, at like this point, you know, it's like kind of – it's getting a little frothy. That's why we, we were talking about it before you joined the room. Like, I think we are going to have – it's going to be Pengu. Like, just it's just going to be blue chip season over the next month. I mean, we had a, a little bit of a break. I've gotten – all the DGen stuff out. Now I can just continue to shit post and not have to stay up for 18 hours and monitor all the stuff. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be comfy. Yeah. I'm with you. I think you like as crypto people are like, we're kind of used to this, right? Like we're used to the, the blue chip coins having the run. And then like this total shit coins, just like moving for a little while. And then it just transitions back. So it's, it's kind of become a thing in NFTs, it seems. Yeah. Hopefully FOMO Phil, he's not on stage, but I really hope that, I, like, we, did you try talking him out of that? To, I, feel, I feel like he's going to regret that and, you know. Less than yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. But. but, yeah, you know, even looking at it, bro, like, the majority of sales that are happening at this point are all, like, these random-ass wallets that, like either minted or bought over a year ago and you look at you look through their wallets and they're like oh dude i felt so terrible there was one guy like the guy there was a guy that dumped like 12 today he minted out 12 initially and he just dumped 12 into a blur offer um all of them and i looked at his wallet and i felt terrible because dude the average shit he had in there like there was this one I forget the name of the project, but there was one anime type project where his average, he had like 10 or 12 of them. His average sale price for what he purchased them for were over 5 ETH. And I looked at the floor, it was 0.06. Um, so like, there were, there was a lot of other shit and I, I just felt terrible. I'm like, man, well, I felt good because I'm like, hey, he got a W with the stocks, but Dude, there are a lot of people out there right now. I think that's one of the things that, you know, again, you're just looking at a lot of people that have kind of woken up over the course of the past year that have just unloaded a few, and it's going back to the hands of high, you know, high conviction plays. And I love just seeing that emotion charted out. Like, you know, I pinned that chart up there. Dude, it's so beautiful how the underlying emotion, you know, I really feel like you do learn so much more trading and investing in nft or investing in nfts you learn so much more about trading than you do just trading a normal order book right like having that exposure having the transparency to the people that are making the trades all of it being a hundred percent transparent on the blockchain does like bro it's made me a better trader in general outside of just nfts like you know it helps you understand market psychology so much better. I'm not even going to lie. Like buying up a big su- part of the supply for a small, like, I mean, for, yeah, for like a smaller coin or smaller uh, NFT, like you could start market making, honestly, <laughs> like too. I mean, with the pseudo swap pool, but you know, you could also play a lot of games. It's like the same stuff that you'd see in the order book on any exchange, you know, someone just like loading up, like spoofing, like uh, sales and stuff like, you know, it, there's a lot of things you could do laddering like um i mean blur is really really cool if you if anyone in here hasn't checked it out um i think that's really the the edge like figuring out how to use blur and all the the little not they're, really, they're not even really advanced options but getting like comfortable with that um and understanding like you know all the the little manipulation tactics like the 
that, you know, people with a, a large supply can do with, with that stuff. So, um, yeah. Well, the highest, highest IQ thing really is look for the collections that, you know, are going to stick around over the course of the next year plus. And like, again, as NFT perps really do become a big thing in the next couple of years, which they will, um, you know, and then NFT collateralization also becomes a bigger thing as you're starting to get more liquidity and, you know, just higher, higher market caps on a lot of these projects. Like the real end goal with a lot of these is, you know, you really like if you play it right with some of these projects, I don't even think that you'll have to sell some of them. Right. Like I think you can literally just take out loads on some of them and like be in a tax advantage position from doing that as well from not selling. Um, and then, I, I don't know. I'm no accountant. I may have said some shit wrong. Somebody can come up and correct me. But like, I think that is a higher IQ play. At the end of the day with a lot of this is if you just think about the direction of where it's going and like now versus the potential for what it can be, I'm telling you, like that I think is the higher IQ play is having that type of exposure. If you're talking about market making, like that's when you're really market making. No, I mean, it's kind of what the ultra rich do, right? Like they use their equity as collateral. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, the apes are kind of doing it now. And, you know, when hopefully the penguins ascend to that level, you know, taking out loans, like really, you know, depending on what you, if you're not using it to like leverage trade or do dumb stuff with, um, could be like, you know, I mean, I am actually a CPA, uh, you know, I moonlight as a CPA, but it, it, that's not a, you know, a bad option. And again, you know, especially for like cash flow purposes, like we're all pretty friggin' liquid, so hopefully like you know there's more lender platforms out there and you know there's more liquidity um during the next run caesar welcome back to the stage our resident you in the spaces how is it going today bro kaleo man i'm i'm fucking good man always fucking good bullish as fuck always uh present here following the alpha from the boss from the legend uh, I love to see you, man. I also, I always love to see you and listening to you. And I love to see you happy, man. So that's good, bro. So I was, um, I, I'm hosting spaces every day, right? And uh, the guest of today, um, the guy kind of like was thinking about NFTs and all the philosophy, psychology and all like kind of like the fundamentals things about NFTs, right? And this this made me think, right? So so let's say, for example, you know, I, I just want your comments on, on what, I, what I'm about to say. This guy, Franklin, right? This guy holds hundreds of poor apes. Do you know who is this guy, right? Yeah, I'm familiar with Franklin. Exactly, exactly. So when poor apes were at the top, why he didn't sell? Why? He could have sold many of his apes and then buy way more in the beer market, right? And then I also wonder, I also wonder, um, let's say Wonky Stonks do 100x or 150x, even 500x, man, which I, you know, you know how, how fucking Why crazy stop there? Yeah, you get there. my point? <laughs> yeah, so, so when that happens, should we sell? <laughs> Do you hear my point? Bro, there, 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 yes, you know, there's a point. I'm going to just say it. Like, there is a point with, well, I don't care if it's the stonks or anything else. If there is, like, an amount of, you know, 
value that you can realize from that to do something to positively benefit your life, right? Like that you need, if it becomes a gamble, you know, and it's too big of a gamble and you've got something where you're like, man, this could settle a real problem, you know, be a real solution for me right now. Like, I think that's the point. Like there, there definitely should be a point with that. And, you know, if it gets to a point where it's super frothy, like, you know, it's always smart to take profits. I'm not going to sit there and, you know, shame anybody for doing anything like that. Like, so, you know, I think that point's different for anybody or for everybody. Um, but, you know, I mean, heck, I had a guy that DM me the other day and he asked me, hey, here's my stunk. What do you think it's worth? <laughs> and I said, it's worth whatever you can sell it for. Um, but I was like, well, he was like, well, what would you value it at right now? And I was like, well, I mean, my take is obviously way more than you. I think you're like, I think people are insane if they sell this shit before 10 ETH. But, like, you know, again, like, the value of something is always what you can sell it for. And the point that you should sell it for is different for every single person, right? Like, and that's that's why nobody can come up here and give a definitive answer for that. As far as the Franklin comment, bro, like, I think everybody's sat there at a certain point of their lives if you've been investing long enough and you've asked yourself the question, why did I not sell more at the top, right? Like... That's the natural thing that happens when tops form and you didn't get it like, you know, it just doesn't always work out like that. So, uh, yeah. Puck, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? I cannot lie. I'm completely butt naked right now. I just got out of the shower. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. It wasn't necessary for me to say that, but I just want to be transparent. But, uh, yeah, like you were saying, um, that you just – I think you or Ledger retweeted um, – they the guy who took a trip to New York after selling his stock. Like, that's awesome. He used that money to fund his trip to New York. It's beautiful. Oh, perfect example. Yeah, I'm going to pin that. Like, Chris uh, Farley or something? Let's see. Uh, dude, he, he's he been a loyal member of the stonk community for a long time, kind of hanging out a little bit in the background, but still, you know, always there. And yeah, he tweeted that out earlier, sold one of my wonky stonks to fund the trip to New York City, bullish as, you know, as fuck on the rest. Let's go bringing luck to the stonks by grabbing the bull by the balls. I love to see that, man. You know, again, if it's if he's him selling that allowed him to do something like that, like, you know, a trip that provides him experiences you can't put a value on. Like, I'm all for that type of stuff. Right. You know, I think that it's just it, it, it just. I think with a lot of things, the difference is where I, I think the, the one type of sale that isn't necessarily the one that I would recommend people doing is, again, a lot of the time it's the rotation type thing where, you know, you sell a winner to look for another winner because you're getting FOMO on something else. You buy into the top somewhere else, then you watch your original bag run without you. Right. Like that's the type of thing you got to be careful about in this game is just, you know, it's easy to watch happen, man. And I've been in that boat so many times I can, you know, I can't even count. But that, like, that's the type of thing you really have to watch out for. Right. If, if you have a position and you want to build that position, the worst thing that you can do a lot of the time or for the majority of people, the worst thing that you can do is sell part of that position to then gamble with it, to then hope that you can buy more of that position back with it. Like nine out of 10 people are going to end up losing those trades and, you know, be in a spot where they have less than what they had originally.
Insane answer, man. Insane answer. I really appreciate it, man, because I was uh, having a mental breakdown thinking about it. What 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 should we do? You get my point? And the goal at the end is always we should do whatever maximizes our life, right? So as you said, if if at some point the wonky stones or whatever other asset that you have makes a can make a change in your life, can improve your real life, your real experience with the world. So let's just fucking go for it, man. So that's it, that's... man. And you know, dude, it, it, you can't. The other thing on that, if you are doing that, have the discipline to do it, right? Like, don't have FOMO if the project keeps running to whatever level. You know, it is what it is, right? Like, you know, I think that FOMO a lot of the time stems from a little bit of greed. Um, you know, if you've already made the winning trade, if you've already done that, forget where it goes from there. Like, you know, you did what you needed to do. So, you know, I, I respect people that come from that place and those type of decisions. You know, it's just the nature of the game. Um, you know, you're, <laughs> you can't always, like, you know, get a million X on every single thing that you do. So, again, just appreciate the wins when they're there. Um, 80s, how are you doing today, man? I forget. You said that you were working on something right now, right? Yeah, I just actually got back. Um, I was in traffic when you brought me up, and I uh, just got back to the house. I was at the property today. Um, but much love, everyone. Happy Monday. Let's get the vibes rolling for the week. What's going uh, on? Easel, bro, your fucking PFP is mind-blowing. I saw it earlier when you posted it, man. That hey, is thank you. Insanity, Appreciate it. Dude. Insanity. Love it, man. Thank you, man. I have to add my wonkies in there. Hey, yo, shout out, by the way, to Kickass, who just swept, uh, like, five stonks. We are now officially 71 stonks away from the all-time high. 71 stonks away. It's slowly, slowly creeping there. You know, Future Whale pinned something the other day, and I've slowly just been commenting on it as, like, if you get knocked off that number. Uh, but it's, you know, even if the floor isn't quite on, you know, the quote-unquote floor isn't moving to whatever, like, you're looking at the consolidation and just the thinness of the floor, which I think is a real, there need to be more metrics on that. Like I think for, I talked about this way back in the day, but I think if there were a metric kind of tracking average, you know, listings at whatever depth that it's a lot more accurate than just pinning, Oh, this is the cheapest one available and going off that metric. Um, Puck, what's going on? I was just going to say, this is like the first like real traditional, like open sea type NFT, NFT project I've ever been in. And I just want to say it's so So what cool. do you mean by that, sir? Well, I'm in like you know, things that are like half-ass NFTs. Like, eh, they call it an NFT, but it's not really yours. You can't move it around to wallets and stuff like that. But I was just making a quick point about the floor price. It's so cool to see all, like a bunch of stocks selling off of the floor. Like how each stock is so unique that like people are like picking ones that they think look cool and they buy it. And like, it doesn't matter if it's like the lowest on the floor, I guess. Yeah, man. I mean, we're in the phase right now where that's another thing too, right? The floor has slowly been thinning out, but during this accumulation phase up in this range, we've had a lot of really big, you know, rare sales. So people are right now going for that high tier quality as well. Uh, so, you know, it's not one of those, like, this is a range where people that have conviction are adding what they want to add. 
Um, killing me not being able to consolidate right now, too. It's driving me fucking crazy, to be honest with you. <laughs> nah, bro. I mean, you're good. You, like, dude, you, you've got a solid, solid stock bag to ride to Valhalla one way or the other. Um, yeah, I man. Like- yeah, like, all of this is... All of this is a lot of fun. Like, dude, it's just been fun, though, too. Again, you know, we've, we've talked about this every time, but, like, just I think the memories that we're making here as part of that process just add so much to the strength of that foundation, you know, as we move on from here. Like, it's, it's fun doing it, and uh, I think it's going to be even more fun to reflect on these days, um, you know, when we finally realize what we're talking about now. Um, Rooster, what's up, man? Uh, any update on wonky South by Southwest? <laughs> Bro, I mean, I'll tell you this. South by Southwest right now is like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out something that we could potentially do, you know, depending like for a small group of people, whoever ends up going up there, right? Like, but it's it's tough finding much official venue type things available right now in the city of Austin for South by Southwest. Like, I I think that's something you got to do like a year in advance. So I'm trying to get creative with Hondo and um, definitely want to try to do something, but I'm just not sure what that'll look like. If you guys want um, Hondo, reach out to me too. Um, We're we're, we're trying to coordinate something right now. And I have a list of venues that I'm trying to, um, contact this week so well if you guys want to do something um i'll help you guys out uh we can collaborate on something but options there for you brother yeah man let us know um dm hondo you know he's faster at dms than i am oh i know <laughs> <I'm waiting three laughs> oh man i mean like hey I, I just have to speak the truth i will whatever it happens speaking of that i'm going to read your dm right now that you dm me about earlier <laughs> Um, oh shoot, that's a long DM. I don't know if I'll be able to read it and focus on the stage. 80s, you got to moderate while I read this thing if you want me to read it right now. All right, cool. Oh man. So Richard, brother, I see you on stage, man. How you doing today? Um, I, I just um said hi at the beginning of the stage. Well, I wasn't here, so I say hello again. <laughs> yeah, say hello again. No, nice talking to you. Everything's fine. Richard, you can't rug it, rug it with that type of an answer. You gotta, you, you gotta keep it fresh. Sorry for button name. Keep going. Yeah, I have to start at the beginning. It's eleven p.m. in Europe. It's already dark, late at night for us. Children sleeping. Me watching my computer and looking for nice buys. Love it, man. Love it. Hey, Rooster, I do have a question for you, though. Um, while we're looking and talking about Austin, um, have you heard of any other outside events other than what Wonky or we're, we're trying to do? Nope. Not not one. Uh, not one, right? <laughs> yeah, not, not fucking one. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And that's the thing, though, too, why I, I – here I am cutting myself off halfway through the message to talk. I like South by Southwest isn't this huge NFT thing. Like there are a few things there, but again, that doesn't mean that, you know, if we've got a few people rolling out there that we can't do something. Well, that's yeah, what we well, were talking not, about is yeah, like, it's not huge being, until wonkies do something there. Uh, then, 
then, then you have the attention of everybody, right? Because you know there's going to be a lot of NFT motherfuckers there, so and they're going to be looking for something. That is true. That is true. I mean, hey, maybe if I'm doxxed by then, that'll be part of the uh, attention grabber, too. Maybe if that happens. You have to show up to see Kaleo doxxed. That's it. <laughs> what was the one thing we said a while ago? Like, put Kaleo in a dunk tank and <laughs> you get yeah. to sign that. <laughs> oh, shit. Bro, I'm not. No, I'm not signing. Here's the deal. If we're going to do a Kaleo dunk tank, we're doing it before I dox, and I'm paying somebody else to take my spot up there. <laughs> oh, man, we'll put you in a clown wig. I mean, I've, I've been the man in a dunk tank before, um, and I won't lie, I hated it. <laughs> like, I really absolutely... There were, there were parts of it that were fun, but I, I really did not enjoy the overall experience of just constantly... It felt like a slow motion waterboarding, um, you know, like I, I did it back during some uh, a couple of uh, Young Life camps that I volunteered at, which speaking of officially, officially had the meeting with the uh, area director here earlier. And I officially am going to lead again. So that is going to Let's start go. happening. That's um, awesome. Yeah, dude, I'm excited about it. Like, it'll be good to have something to get me out of the house a little bit more, too. And, you know, again, when when you have a greater purpose and you're not pursuing it, like, there's just this emptiness in your life. And I feel like that's that's me right now, right? Like, if I'm, you know, I, I enjoy all this. Like, I love it, right? I'm passionate about it. But if I am not giving back outside of this... Right. Like if I if not like, you know, pursuing pursuing my faith, like as my main primary directive, like I am not, you know, I'm not me. Right. I'm not fully joyful. I am, you know, there's an emptiness. So I think that like I am at my best when I am, you know, doing that type of thing, even if it means being a little bit outside of your comfort zone sacrificing a bit of time whatever like i think that at the end of the day you know when you're pursuing a purpose greater than yourself it recharges you um even if you are spending that time spending whatever else so i'm hyped about it man hyped uh, that's I'm incredible learn man. all the the zoomer you know 14 year old rooster lingo <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't know where i came up with this narrative that rooster is 14 <laughs> but he's close in age but hey young life though man um i used to do young life too um up until i was like 23 and then um that's when i started like with my career and stuff but i think that's a, a really noble effort like that we all should you know try to strive for in life is to give back this energy this power that we have to help other people i know we do it constantly in this space but it's so much more impactful in real life so i'm really happy that you're um you have the awareness to even mention that that is like a really important part of living life so hats off brother Appreciate it, my man. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped about it. Again, 
it'll uh, it'll help me in the thread guy spaces for sure, as far as being able to keep up with the conversation. Um, Smokey, my man, what's going on? Welcome up to the stage. How's it going today? Good, good, good to be here. This is my uh, my first time space. Glad to uh, come on uh, day number sixty nine. Uh, very nice, nice. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, you know, you guys were just talking about giving back, and um, yeah, I really like that, man. Um, it's definitely something like near and dear to me, and I think it helps me overall in my life just to kind of get outside of myself. Um, I work with, uh, at a program that works with people on felony probation, doing real rehabilitative services and, and, um, something that I've been like thinking about lately, you know, is that, you know, it seems like probably in the next six months to a year, like the possibility of full-time web three work, um, is looking very doable. And I'm just wondering, like, for me, what will happen where, when my main focus turns from you know, being of service to others to, you know, something that I'm very passionate about, but at the same time, like, it's not as fulfilling as that, you know? And yeah, maybe, maybe I could get your thoughts on that, Kaleo, of, of, of how to kind of like, maybe like come to terms with, with that sort of thing. Yeah, man, happy to answer. So, you know, like, I, I guess it's a multifaceted answer. Whenever I was graduating college, I, you know, I was really plugged into ministry while I was in college, right? I was the chaplain of my fraternity, um, did a bunch of other stuff there, you know, while I was there. And I had this conviction where I thought that I needed to go into full-time ministry, right? Like I thought I needed to go be a missionary, do something like that. Like my, uh, my grandparents were missionaries and, you know, always respected their values and, you know, the way their relationship with both God and with others. So I felt that for a while, but, you know, there was just something that just didn't really full fe or feel fully right in it. So, you know, I ended up pursuing a career in engineering. And in the process, though, what I told myself and what I truly believe is that, like, ministry doesn't have to be a full-time occupation it should be regardless of what your title of what you're doing is right like it's something that you should do as you go and i believe you know same thing whether it's ministry with your faith or whether it's you know giving back with your time with you know the type of program that you're involved in um you know i think that there are ways even if that program per se doesn't necessarily fit the bill exactly anymore you know, you've got to pursue whatever you're passionate about, whatever you believe as you go. It shouldn't be a flip, a switch you flip on and off in certain situations. Um, and I think just continuing to be authentic. I mean, that's the thing, too, right? Like, I'm not sitting here trying to be pushy about my faith on stage. But, like, if I don't talk about who I am and what I believe, then I'm not authentic, right? Like, you're not getting the real me. And I don't want to sell an image of something that I'm not. So like, I will gladly talk about who I am and what I believe all day long. Right. Because I, I think that it's important. So it's the same thing with what you're talking about there. And I will say this though, too, man. I mean, over the course of the past couple of years, whenever I really started to dive down the rabbit hole, the last bull run, I feel like I lost that a little bit. Right. Like I was so just entrenched in this pursuit for money and this pursuit for fame and pursuit for all things that focused on me that 
during that process, I think I lost myself, right? Like during the process of trying to build myself up and pursue all these, you know, superficial things that don't last, like, I think I lost myself in the process. Um, so, you know, it's been something really important for me to, you know, heading in through this bear market and into the next bull market that I don't want to, you know, sacrifice one thing that, you know, takes away from who I am. Um, so I think that's the thing too. just be mindful of that. And if you're, if you're losing that along the way, you know, just be aware of that and question how you can change things, flip the balance, because you, you've got to be mindful of yourself in the process and dude, don't sell your soul. Like it's that, it's that simple. Uh, Smokey, yes, sir. What's up? I love that, man. You know, and I, I think like, like one thing with, with like, I don't know. I, I, I definitely agree with you about like being your authentic self in web three. And I, I see some people that, that do that here that, that aren't afraid to, you know, talk about who they are. You know, I, I understand that, that we're anonymous here and, 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 you know, we got like profile pictures and, and these usernames and whatnot. But I think the people that really, you know, you know, kind of break out in this space for the ones that are authentic and that like create genuine relationships with people and, and talk about what's going on with them. Like, you know, I know me myself and, and some others in, in the space, like we've, we've talked about like, you know, being sober and, and just like not really being like too afraid to talk about things that, that, um, you know, might be a little uncomfortable. Right. Um, but yeah, I really like that with, with not losing yourself. Like once you, um, like kind of go through this space because you know this is, there's a lot of greed here right and 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 with that you can really lose who you are as a person and you can put a lot of things um in your life on the back burners uh in, in the in the pursuit of whatever it is right and and for you it seems like you know when when you put things before gods you know your 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 general um, sense of well-being kind of uh, suffers a little bit, you know, and 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 I, that that for me, like it's 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 when I place, I guess, when I get too self-involved, you know, that's that's when things really start to kind of go down the drain, and that's why I've literally like for the past almost seven years, I've had to work in a field where like I have no choice but to think about others because I was just like I was like so you know, self, self-obsessed and self-interested due to addiction and, and alcoholism. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's nice though, like getting to the point to where like, let's say that there is full-time web three work, like with that will come a lot of freedom. Right. But with that will come a lot of choice and what I do with that and, and how, how I kind of, kind of balance, um, you know, I, I can, I get to choose, okay, well, yeah, I got a lot of freedom throughout the day. You know, maybe I could go out and like feed some homeless people, um, and still kind of stay service oriented. Right. So yeah, well, well, thanks for your answer, Kaleo. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. You know, the thing is that a lot of people don't realize is more choice doesn't always equal more freedom. You know, you, without even realizing it can imprison yourself into certain habits of laziness, greed, whatever the heck else it is. And, you know, like it, it's all about the decisions that you make. And that's one of the things too, where it's something I heard back in the day and it's real. Like if you want something done, give it to somebody who's busy because they know how to make time for it. Right. Somebody that has all the free time in the world 
won't necessarily do that. So always, you know, you should always try to stay busy. Relaxation and refreshing is important, but, you know, staying busy and focusing on the right things and the important things is, uh, you know, necessary also. I'm going to kick it over to 80s, Easel, then Elock. 80s, what's up, man? I was going to add another level to it. Um, mindful of balance, right? Um, coming into any endeavor that you do in life um, can have an overwhelming effect to us. And sometimes we latch on to attachments and sometimes our subconscious attaches onto a, a dopamine hit. And these dopamine hits add to your it basically hinders your ability to have that balance. We're so focused on one aspect of it that we, we lose sight. So being mindful of taking the time to, to step back sometimes and observe and have a proper reflection on things can really help to that level. And it brings forth that true authenticity because you are, in a sense, combined with the inner source within you that is your authentic self at that point so having that balance and that time to really reflect and align with that authentic self is really really crucial but that's my tirade yeah appreciate that man always appreciate your your tirades uh easel what's up man yeah that's it's amazing listening to you guys talk about this i always get excited it's probably one of my favorite parts when we get together and talk but I, I wanted to talk and, and focus on the giving back part. I wanted to add to that. And I'm going to just run right quick through summary of my life uh, in, in, in a, the most fast and simple way. You know, I was born in another country, come from humble beginnings. We didn't have much back then, even though the majority of my family lived here. Came over here, um, you know, fast forward to 2019 working seven days a week, it's all about the money. Family and kids, they're to the side because I need to get somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, I need to get this and then I'll have time for you. And and that was a life. But for myself, I was at the top. You know what I mean? I got my money. I got everything I wanted. What I didn't have was time for anybody. I didn't have time for nobody not even my kids or my wife and that is even to help giving back by helping somebody else go to the R vacation two weeks by myself um taking out my families and friends you know spending money alcohol beach to beach everywhere having fun last day get into an accident boom couldn't walk everything destroyed had to stay in the country two months and a half and guess who came throughout those two months and a half to give to me? Everybody that had way less than me. Carried me to the car. You know what I mean? Have men help me shower. You know what I mean? My cousin quit his job and stayed with me for two months just to be there for every need. They didn't have anything. Sometimes they wouldn't even take my money when they go out and give me food. They will, you know. They get paid a fraction of what we get paid here. What they gave me was time. Bunch of random people showing up. Time. Just taking care of me. You know what I mean? And that opened my eyes because at the time that was all I had. With that point I'm saying is I learned that, you know, financials and everything is nice. But even a quick phone call 
to a friend, to a family member on their birthday, uh, saying, hey, happy birthday, you know, 30 seconds. I hope you're doing well. That is giving. You know what I mean? Don't think that if you don't have anything, you can't give. Time is the most valuable thing that we overlook. And, that, you know, that that's, that's why, you know, that's how I move now, man. That's how I move. Bro, that that hit the soul, and I mean it. Time really is the most valuable gift because it's really easy to say that somebody has a surplus to be able to just write a check and buy something, send whatever. And, you know, that shows a bit of thought. But time really is, I think, what nobody can buy any more of, right? Everybody has a set amount, so it really is the ultimate gift. And it also is something to be important too. And this was something I really grappled with before I ended up, you know, making the commitment to deciding to do young life again. It's, it's really easy to make excuses when you know that you need to do something to just say, man, well, you know, my time could be, what if something else comes up? What if there are these other events, right? And you go through all the what ifs that are out there and you make up excuses the thing that finally clicked to me is what if I don't do this now, right? Like, will I ever, what are the conditions that are going to change in my life to where all of a sudden this will be convenient? And I couldn't think of any, I, I went through the list and I don't think there will ever be a time in my life that's more convenient to serve and to do that type of stuff than there is right now. So it's like, if I can't do that right now, then when, so, you know, I think that's something for everybody to be able to reflect on whatever it is that you kind of have that conviction that, you know, you need to do, like, just do it, right? Like, freaking Nike it up and just do it because otherwise, what's going to change to trigger that change? Nothing. Um, Elok, you had your hand up earlier. What's up, man? Yeah, so... um I'm just coming up on stage to tell Smokey maybe you should like change your perspective on like how you can help people in Web3. Because like at the end of the day, the reason that I wanted to work full time and like nothing else I wanted to do in life, like work in any other industry, was because I saw crypto as like the most revolutionary like way to like bank, you know, like the cliches of like unbanking the or banking the unbanked and like all that stuff so like when i wake up and like work on um web3 code every day i'm like i'm helping like transition the world to this new financial system that's like that's not like biased against like western american like financial system that they keep everyone else out of and like you got to get excited about like the dj and stuff because like to me that's like financial freedom like yeah i can go buy fee picks but like I have, like, friends in India and friends in Colombia that, like, you know, they're, like, they don't have as well off of, like, <clears throat> an environment that they grew up in. And they're, like, showing me, like, how, you know, just, like, minting a couple NFTs, like, help them kind of get out of the the poverty. Or, or, like, just having, like, access to, like, financial products. So, like, like, I would, like, look at the roots of, like, what crypto is about. Like, and it kind of sucks because, like, everyone talks about the money, but, like, the money is the part that's like that's going to change the world because like we're fixing finance but like 
the DJs and like you know like the gambling that gets the noise gets in the way but like the core the core like values and like you look at a lot of hardcore like bitcoiners or you know like defi builders like they care about like making things decentralized so like the government can't remove them and like we like care about like creating this financial system to like help the world become like more prosperous Smoky. I love that, man. You know, and, and it made me kind of think about like, I, I feel like when I first got into this space and like, I guess really on Twitter, right. And going around into some different spaces, um, there's definitely like some spaces that weren't so welcoming. Like this space is like super great. You know, it's just really nice. Like people are like really opening, like opening up and, and they're willing to like talk about like deep subjects which is what I craved, like when I first came to this space. And instead, like I was met with bullying and, you know, um, just not so friendly uh, spaces. And that, that's cool. You know, that, there was like a place for that. And, and people enjoyed that. That was just kind of like the meta at the time. But I, that was not what I liked, you know. And, and uh, I, w- I did find some spaces that were really nice, you know, and like people were very welcoming. And we were talking about important topics, not just crypto, but life. And, um, like for me, like I, I've been, a like a, you know, a group, like a cognitive behavioral therapy group facilitator for like six years. Right. So I've been able to go and translate that experience over into spaces hosting. And I really enjoy that, like providing a space for, for people to talk about things, um, and keeping it within a range, right? Like Kaleo does, like you're doing a good job of keeping it within a range. Like we get to like, kind of like joke around and we don't let it to get too serious. And, and like, that's like always like a sign of like a good spaces host. Right. So like, yeah, I like that, you know, and, and also like, you know, just, you're talking about how like this changes some people's lives. There's this, I was in a space before this with this, with this guy to deep, like, I'm sure you, you guys have, have heard of him or seen him. He's a spaces host and, you know, he lives in India and he talks about, you know, like hosting spaces, you know, he, if he gets like a thousand us dollars, like that's six months rent for him. Like, how cool is that? Like, that is so wonderful. And like, that's a great thing about like Web3 that I found is being able to come in this space and just, if you can provide value, like you can derive like value for yourself. And uh, it's just, it's just based on what you do. Nobody cares about your credentials. Like really, like, I mean, maybe for like, like stock trading and, and analysts and stuff, but there's lots of different things in web three where if you, if you can do it, if you can get the organic experience, like you can go make something of yourself in this space. And, and I really like that. And I also really like, like the mentorship, like the mentorship and the accessibility of people that are willing to go and say, Hey, you know what? Like, um, I was where you were six months ago. Let me help you out a little bit. And and I know that that has definitely been the case for me. And I, I wouldn't be uh, anywhere near as far as I am if, if there were not people willing to reach out their hand. So I do try to go and do that. And maybe like if I do go full time Web3, uh, maybe I could like create like some sort of like a mentorship program. Like I've already kind of started to try to do that within the Utes community um, with, with some different things. I, I, I hold a 
I hold the youth community space and, and that community is really great. Everybody's like super wonderful. And I, and the, like Eloc, like, let me tell you, like the, the penguins, like, Oh my goodness. You know, there's some people in that community that are just amazing and I love them, you know, like moose and, and PP. And like, I just, I just love like all these different super powerful communities that come together and help. Like they don't care like what community you're in. They're just like here to have a good time and help each other, but it's great. Yeah. Like, I guess the penguins like saved me because <laughs> like I was like DeFi lurker before, like never interacting. And like I was getting so depressed because the Bitcoin maxis were just fucking toxic. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. And then I like got a penguin and I'm like, oh, we're just fucking around like memeing and just having a good time. And I've had like the most fun I've ever had. Met friends like all over the world. And like penguins are just super chill and like they don't. Like, we kind of just snuff away, like, any negative stuff. And, like, we were just having a good time. It's amazing how you find that in, like, so many different little ecosystems within this massive ecosystem. I think if you've been here long enough, you've been through some of the areas where Smokey was talking about, you know some spaces that you may not resonate with, but over time, if you just keep trying to find your tribe and keep finding people that resonate with you, it's, it's really, I think one of the best times in human history that we have to really collaborate on, 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 on a mindfulness level of really helping one another, like unconditionally, because we're all here for this, this new frontier. Right. So it adds that level to man, these people are here with me. I'm here for this. Let, let's see what beautiful creation we can ultimately attain here together. And, and that's been one of the most incredible aspects I've seen in this ecosystem. You talk about pudgies. You talk about utes. I mean, hell, look at Wonky Stonks. Wonky Stonks is a completely different project. And we did ultimately the same thing. We came over here. We collaborated together. We vibed together. And we have continue to stay resilient and, and build a foundation for people to really improve their lives with outside of this space as well. You know, pick God, uh, feel free. and you guys feel free. I I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of doing something real quick. So he's still reading my long ass DM. Feel free to keep it rolling. Don't worry about the hands. Just uh, keep it. Yeah. Now, nah. what's up, Kaleo? What's up, guys? Um, I just hopped in the space, but I was listening to what Elon was saying about you know working in Web three, and I'm not building or anything, but I think one of the most attractive things to me is that you know obviously crypto is is very young, and you know everyone in this space believes that it's it's gonna it's here to stay. Um, but just like the culture that's being built you know, during the bear market over the last six months to a year, I think I just find it pretty special, you know, like the uh, resiliency that a lot of people just said, fuck it. We don't care about the price. We're just going to show up here every day, have a good time, you know, create these communities and, and see what's going to happen in the future. I, that's kind of one of the most appealing things to me. You know, I think crypto outside of crypto native people has a certain narrative. You know, a lot of people think uh, it's a scam, it's useless, it's used for money laundering, whatever, but, you know, in the long run of things, you know, we're still really, really early, whether you, the price is reflected or not, and I think there is value, you know, in creating a certain type of culture, and that's kind of what I've just been seeing across the NFT space, whether it's the penguins, the seals, the frogs, the stocks, 
So, you know, I, I just want to show up every day and help part, be a part of that culture and see where it takes us. I love it, man. Uh, Caesar, uh, Smokey, you guys can uh, go ahead and just chime in whenever. And also, Platy, uh, welcome to the stage. I see you up here. So whenever you want to jump into, uh, feel free. Love it. Go for it, Caesar. No, no, I was going to say go for it. Go for it bro. Yeah, I was going to say that. Go, go, go. Go ahead, Smokey. We'll go Smokey, Platy, and Caesar. All right. All right. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I really like what's what's being talked about here, and and something that like I've thought a lot about with like the evolution of social media is how it really you know, took people away from each other. Right. Cause it was, it was supposed to be this way for us to be able to connect with each other, uh, <clears throat> you know, much easier, but really in the end, we just ended up scrolling through a bunch of posts lurking. You know, I, I, I heard some, I think Elon, you know, put out some metric where like uh, 90% of people, um, they don't put out any content on social media. They just scroll. Right. But then like, with web three and these nfts and and DeFi, i've been in like you know super crazy DeFi communities that were really wonderful right and and coin communities and um now like with web three like like these spaces are, are really like honestly twitter and spaces i kind of think of it as like a very early version of the metaverse right we get to represent ourselves as these avatars with these usernames uh in in anonymity and it's 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 kind of like coming full circle finally with web3 and nfts and and spaces uh to where people are actually getting you know what was the goal of social media or the supposed goal and it's bringing people closer together like and it's and it's bringing people closer together from all different backgrounds and areas of the world, which is like really wonderful to like open up your mind and your perspective. So yeah, it's just great. And like, we're still so early. Can you imagine like when the time comes to where, cause like, I know that there's all these projects like building metaverses, but I don't think any of them are actually uh, going to be uh, what is going to be the real metaverse. I think that that will actually come when there's multiple large multi-billion dollar corporations working on it at the same time. It's not going to be these individual ones. And once that like comes about, like, like how amazing that's going to be because we're going to be the first users of something like that to where there really is this amazing connectivity that's brought uh, through uh, bringing people together that way where people can get any form, like anybody can get any education just because uh, no matter where they are in the world, because like they can just like connect in and, and log in and, and get there. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to, to be here this early. Um, and just be some of the, uh, we're going to be some of the first users of this new emerging tech. And I, I love it. We're in the metaverse right now on this call. Yeah. Right. And, and, and another one to that, uh, smoking to your point about the connectivity as well. I definitely take a, a advantage of the in real life opportunities that we have within this space too. Like some of the events, some of the parties, you know, go there and share that energy too. I'm a big proponent in that in real life connection within this space as well. So Caesar, but you're up, brother. Yo, uh, touching on what uh, Smokey was saying. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the features of web three and NFTs and this type of stuff is that I feel is probably the less racist 
place to be in in the world. Like, it's people from fucking all over the world, all the fucking skin colors, and everyone just fucking come and try to make it, right? So it's it's really amazing. And I did my master's in economic history, and like one of the fundamental uh, features of innovation is diversity. So the more diverse, the more innovation there will be. That's one of the reasons why I'm so bullish on NFTs, because so many people from different backgrounds, different minds come together, and they, they fucking build stuff, right? And this type of communities start to happen, and innovation comes. But on, um, I mean, I was again talking again on uh, another Twitter spaces today that I was hosting, and there was this guy with kind of like a kind of like a hopeless, a bit hopeless vision about NFTs and a bit uh, pessimistic, low vibration. You get my point? He was saying uh, because I was I was actually also saying like this, right? Yeah, like people come together, this is super nice, and then the guy was like. Yeah, but just wait until we go to the bullish market. In the bullish market, everyone will be alone. No more fucking community. Like, do you get my point? Like, the community works. How many bull markets has that been through? <laughs> I mean, probably not many. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 Galeo. Wait, wait. So he said that, man. He said that. But look. Uh, he said that yeah, people in the in the beer market they come together, and then people in the bull market they they don't fucking come together. Like everyone's just selling their back, whatever. But I am fucking all enough, man, all enough, or I don't know if all enough, but all enough to fucking think for myself and think that that might be fucking bullshit. You get my point? That might be fucking bullshit. So I do also agree that the community and the vibes and the shit that we are experiencing every fucking day here is never, 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 never happen ever, right? Ever. So we don't know what the fuck is coming on in the next bull market. We have no fucking idea, man. So many people in, so many smart people in. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm fucking bullish and I love what's going on. Hey, I just want to, one quick comment on that thing <laughs> that that guy said it, Dude, it's not true. I mean, you build your close friends during the bear market, but, you know, the friends that you build here are the ones that are riding with you winning during the bull market. It's not just all of a sudden turn into a solo game. I mean, if anything, that's where the real strength of leveraging these connections comes into play. Um, so I, I completely, completely disagree with that. Like, for me, that just shows that, like, that person has definitely not experienced a full cycle because it's BS. Um, so I, you know, again, the people that you're talking to building these connections with networking now, like your network is your net worth and, you know, surround yourself by the right people because whether you like it or not, like a lot of these people will be the ones that you ride with during the bull market. And Hey, you know, the only thing that's tough about the bull market is it's crazy enough that sometimes, you know, there's so much going on. Sometimes some of those connections might fade, but usually, you know, another takes its place. So it doesn't mean, and I think honestly, NFTs kind of change that dynamic a bit because if you, you know, a big part of your community are with the, you know, the NFT project that you're involved with, you know, yeah, you might get some rotation out of that crew, but if anything, a lot of the people that you're here with now, I'm sure are going to be right there next to you um as, as everything is going up only also um puck what's up man welcome back to the stage 
Yeah, thank you. I was just going to uh, build off what Caesar was saying about how there's um, it's like the least racist place. Um, it's not only that, it's like there's all sorts of species too. Like next to me, there's a panda, there's penguins, there's a beautiful bald man with a beard. All sorts of uh, creatures are welcome here. But um, on a real note, I think one of the reasons this community is so amazing is it, it starts at the top, right, with the leaders. Like Kaleo is one of the best people, if not the best on crypto Twitter, just like such a real guy, the co-host eighties, like these guys, you can tell within like three minutes of talking of them talking, like how awesome they are and how they actually want to do good in this space. Like I've been a part of projects where the leaders are terrible and it's like almost, even if the community wants to be, you know, um, cohesive and get along, it's like impossible if there's not good leadership. A hundred percent. You know, to add to the what you guys are talking about, that diversity, that is huge. For me, one of the biggest things is access. Is is having access to people with different skills from all over the world that you wouldn't have. It, maybe if you didn't go to college with them, you know what I mean? Like where do you meet people now they strangers and you talk to them and you get to know them? Like if you're not out there, if you go to the bar you're not necessarily going to talk about business. So this space right here gives you access to, you know, people that already made it, people that are trying to make it, maybe somebody that works construction can give you a tip. You can ask questions. You can build relationships. And then that falls back into what Khalil was talking about, the relationships. I feel like if you build through relationships, it doesn't matter which way the market is going. Um, those are the ones that, that stand, no matter what happens, the storms, it could be a year. Like when it's real, it's real. You know what I mean? You know it. When you've been gone for a year, you haven't talked to your friend and you see them and you hug them and it's like, hey, it's like yesterday. That was a real relationship. Everything else will fade, whether the market is going up or down. You got to find your ride or die and you can find your ride or die right here, man. There's a whole plethora of people out here that'll ride or die with you, man. I've met a lot of amazing, amazing people, human beings in this space. And I know, I know if I needed anything in my life that you guys would be here for me and vice versa. I'd do anything for you guys and girls. Yeah, sorry, I'm still running around right now. <laughs> still ringing the DM. So feel free, you know, if you guys have your hands up, feel free to just jump in with the flow of the conversation for now. No, no need to, you know, and I know like that can feel a little intimidating, a little bit bold right now, a little bit out of the structural norm, but you know, sometimes we just got to go with the flow. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I will go, I will go then. And um, what uh, Mr. Mr. Pook was saying about Kaleo being a good leader. Kaleo is a good leader for us because for some reason I feel the IQ in these two spaces is a decent IQ. You get my point? And it's not only the IQ, but also the experience. I feel some maturity in these spaces. I have, I have touched upon this before. Like if you go to other two spaces, you feel definitely only fucking people screaming and talking BS and BS and BS. And it's so much BS, right? But there is a crowd of people that like that stuff. You get my point? There is a crowd of people that like people screaming at each other and just 
gossiping around and just fucking uh, being being clowns. I mean, and you get my point. And I and sometimes that can be fun, but uh, but yeah, I mean, one hundred percent for some reason, yeah. People in the tourist spaces at Kaleos are people with some fucking good IQ that you learn a lot. So it's a lot of alpha. So I 100% feel my time being used in a in a very good way. Besides that, as a cherry on the cake, uh, it's positive vibes, man. It's fucking positive vibes. So, <laughs> I mean, alpha plus positive vibes, man, I mean, it's, it's fucking beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, you know, something that <clears throat> I was thinking about, I, I, I'm not sure. Oh, I think it was you, Caesar, that was saying that, you know, they're talking about how that person was talking about how in a, a bull market, right? Like all of a sudden there's like no community. Um, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could disagree more with that. Like the, like, I, I agree with what Kaleo was saying. Bear market is where you make these these connections, these very strong connections. Right. And I, and I, I will say that like, you know, being in, in bull markets, uh, it is, there's a lot more noise. Right. Um, so there's definitely priorities like, are different in a bull market. Yeah, a ex- lot of times, you know? Yeah. People are more, more focused. Like they, they gotta like, you know, be, be really watching out for like, what's the next man or what's the next thing coming up. Um, so it, it is a little bit less focused, uh, on community and connections. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the time to, to, to make the connections with the people that you want to go forth into the bull market with. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like I I've definitely been able to, to once I, once I started kind of like focusing on, on community, right. And, and investing in projects based on community rather than, Oh, okay. Like, is this going to make me a big bag? Which is like, kind of like i don't know uh, that's that's where i think the most value is at least at this point in the bear in the bear market like i've been able to make a little money here and there um <clears throat> but i've just been having a lot better time with that and i'm really excited to to go into uh the next bull market with all these connections that i've made and and to see what's going to come of that like i don't know um but you know something that i've i've been kind of you know really thinking about lately i i started to you know, like have some success with spaces and some different things. And I've just been trying to focus on not pigeonholing myself, not taking opportunities too quickly, uh, because I think that it could kind of put me, paint me into a corner. Um, but then also, um, not staying so focused on like one blockchain, like just Solana NFTs, just Polygon or just ETH or uh not 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 you know uh focusing on DeFi, right like i want to like be able to i I just don't want to hit a ceiling you know and and i i do see that you know sometimes for for some people and and i just like i i really just enjoy engaging with all communities of people uh who are experts right or who have spent a lot of time researching whatever it is that they're passionate about and then having them come and like providing a space for them to discuss those things so I can learn about them. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, I'm super excited for, for the hopeful, uh, hopefully con- continual uptrend. Um, so then we can just kind of have a little more excitement um, in the market and, and just keep things moving in this direction. Oh, I love that. And it, there's something like it, you can almost meme it right. And, and last year was a big thing. It's the wild west, right? 
and and right now we have the opportunity to experiment on so many different levels. We don't have to pigeonhole ourselves in one area. We don't have to listen to the crowd that says do A, B, and C. You can literally test and push any boundary you want right now. And, and the, the awesome part about it is if you fail, you learn from it and you try something else and you just keep going. But but don't, like you said, pigeonhole yourself. Get, get out there and, and try and test new things, man. It's a beautiful time to explore and experiment in your life. 100 percent uh my my wallpaper for for my phone is uh fortune favors the ball right something like that just be brave but it doesn't mean that you gotta go we're not living back then where you know uh kaleo's profile spartan 300 against thousands uh it's that's not required right now but this hesitation to do little things uh that you might want to try and things like that you know it could it could, years could go by and then you look back and damn if i would have done that back then uh all that time i would have known already you know the experience the learning everything for me i wanted to add something something that i'm personally been working on and then when we talk about positive vibes in my personal life something that i've been trying to fix is is what i say the words that come out of my mouth and, and looking at things in a positive way. So, you know, if if I'm going to talk about somebody, um, you know, personal life, friends, family, whatever, if it's not something positive, uh, I got to shut up, right? If, if it's not going to help that person, I got to keep it to myself. Unless I'm warning somebody else, hey, be careful, blah, 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 giving that advice. Uh, besides that, what you say has a lot of power. It comes through. And then when you approach your day and you get up, and maybe the start of the day is not great. Oh, shit, this is going to be a shitty day. Well, you just said it, man. It is going to be a shitty day. That's your, <laughs> You're going to make it a shitty day. It's all about your attitude. You know what I mean? It's all about your attitude. What you do, how you move, what you want to do. You want somebody to do better, you go directly to them and say what they, you know, you need to improve that. I don't like that. You start talking about them to somebody else. Ah, that's not going to help. It's not going to help. They're going to be just like that. In your eyes, you're going to be that negativity. So I'm working on the exercise of whatever I'm going to say. It's going to be positive. My, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at life in an optimistic way. Um, you know, things that are going to happen in the future, they're going to happen. I'm going to do them. I'm going to get there. My goals are coming through. The whole thing for me, I explained this to somebody not too long ago, was if, let's just put the, the um, if you're saying, right, in 30 days, uh, something good might happen, but if it doesn't happen, you're going to be sad. Uh, and then I see most of the people nowadays, throughout those 30 days, they're already anticipating for that event to be negative. So they spent 30 days sad, stress and everything, thinking about how bad it's going to be if it doesn't happen how they want it. And then, boom, two things can happen. It either happens how they want, so now they're happy while that lasts, or it doesn't, and now they're sad. So, I mean, you could have spent 30 days being happy, and then just a few days maybe, you know, because we are emotional beings, a little sad because it didn't come your way. Or you could have spent 30 days and then more being happy. So, 
being positive and the positive vibes in your personal life, uh, I think can change a lot. And I'm starting to work on that a lot. So just wanted to throw that out there. Ezel, thank you for sharing that, man. And and that's something that ever since Peru I've been doing um, is every morning I verbalize out loud before I do anything in the morning upon awakening. I verbalize my gratitude, number one, for why I'm here in this moment, for what has brought me to right here. Second, I, I, I verbalize what I'm blessed for. And, and lastly, I give, you know, love. And I ver- verbalize this, like, loudly. And, and there is so much truth to power in word. Like, if you speak that, you can manifest. And it, and it goes back to what you were saying. You're, you're altering your mindset. You're, you're, you're switching it from, oh, man, fuck, today I got to do this, that, and the other. Instead of saying, oh, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here right now to experience this. And in experiences, there is no good or bad. It's just experiences for us to embrace and to align with our true selves and our authentic selves. So if that something does happen that is bad, don't approach it as bad. Approach it as an experience for us to continue to evolve. Yeah, that is 80s. That's why I love you, man. You always are able to take things to the next level. And dude, it's it's invaluable to this community. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. There are a few things that, you know, I've I've been trying to multitask, but unfortunately, I do need to wrap up the space. Um, So might do another late night one. You know, it's tough to end these right now, especially with some of the momentum we're getting. I mean, heck, we've had like, you know, three three pretty decent sales over the last few minutes you know we've had like you know a couple sweeps during the space itself we're down to you know 60 let's see 68 stonks away from that uh from that all-time high only 68 stonks away it is just slowly creeping there Uh, but it's going to be slowly then all at once man because the stonks are inevitable Inevitable. Be ways. So, hey, any of y'all starting up a space or anything before I, uh, you know, before I wrap this up? Uh, tomorrow we have two spaces, but not today. Uh, we have one with Voltura Room One Ten, and then we have another one in the morning. Uh, let's fucking grow. We're talking about security, so love to hear it man okay so check that out if you're not following everybody up here on stage make sure you do that check out room 110 also they uh they got some quality quality alpha heading into the uh you know both the bear and the bull market so make sure to check them out um but with that you know as always appreciate everyone coming um you know we are doing these every single day until we break above that all-time high um and it is it's gonna happen The stonks are inevitable. Um, Until next time, see you later. Much love.